Hey everybody and welcome to The Void. Uh, we wanted to come to you guys today with a different style of show than our typical show. Um, today we wanted to talk with you guys about a post that we've seen shared all over social media lately. And we've got some pretty strong opinions about this post, so we wanted to do a, a show dedicated just to this one specific social media post that we've seen a lot. Um, I am your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. Mitch, what's up, bud? What's up, Dave? Well, we've been up here talking and bullshitting for like an hour, Yeah. We, and Mitch has finally calmed down. He had a <laughs> tough day today, and then we started talking about this show and this post, and he's been a real ass hat for a while so yeah. we finally got him calmed down this, and we're gonna this it's probably gonna get worse yeah. i would say before it gets better <laughs> this so, post gets me fired up yeah every time i don't understand i mean i know why yeah but i just i'm not on the level of excited as you are or i shouldn't say excited as mad as you are well i'm not mad read read the. i just have expectations <laughs> read that's the all. people the post and yeah. then and we'll talk about it. We'll let them decide what they think. All right. So so this post, you've probably seen it. And if you haven't, because we're talking about it on this podcast, you'll see it. Uh, it's the, just the way social media works. But I'm going to read to you the entire post. This is one of those posts where you like copy and paste it and try to say it's your own words. But then at the bottom of it, it, it actually says it was copied. So here's the post. It says, the unfortunate truth of owning and running a business. Running a business is really hard. What they don't tell you is it can cause severe stress and anxiety and drains you mentally to the point of depression and in even the most laid-back people. People will talk about you. They'll compare you to others. They'll use you. They will view you as a service and not as a person anymore. Family and friends will expect discounts and people will value you for your hard work or they will they will value you and your hard work less than the big chain stores. You have to worry about if you forget an email or you forget to message somebody back. Are you going or are they going to think it was on purpose? Did you disappoint them? Will they hold that against you? when in reality, you can't get to everyone's messages and emails. Starting up and running a successful business puts incredible strain on a person's, live and relation, on a person's lives and relationships, uh, many of which fail because there is often no work-life balance. You need to be the director, the worker, the admin, the marketing team, the accountant, the cleaner, all while being a parent, a husband, or a wife, and uh, family support, or a friend. There's a reason you don't see many people succeed in small business after 5 to 10 years. If they are successful, they are overwhelmed. It takes its toll. It's freaking exhausting, especially the past couple of years when so much has been out of our control. The post finishes with, uh, here's a small reminder that we're just normal people with hectic lives. Be kind, be patient, support small business, and hopefully more of us will stick around. I copied this from another small business owner that I admire. Hmm. So that's the post that is the subject I can see of his today's face show. Getting red, Marcus. I mean, look at his face. Right, Just Mitch. Getting... What's your thought on that? I I, I got notes. Red. Like when <laughs> I get frustrated, look at his face. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking mad as shit. I want to hear it. Go ahead. When, when I get frustrated, I got to put notes together so I can. Otherwise, I'll like lose all my thoughts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That train so, runs out of your brain when it's all fired up. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not gonna sit here and act like I've got it all together. Because I don't. I'm still learning new stuff every day. I encounter struggle every day. But the difference between me and this post is my mentality. I don't play the victim role, and that's exactly what this post is. This post is written and shared by people who act like they are somehow in a worse position because they choose they chose to start their business, and you should now treat them differently because they did so. Business is competition, and if you're going to be successful, you need to learn how to win. Making posts like this is publicly making an excuse for you sucking at business ownership, and you don't suck. So 
start doing better. Hmm. Very passionate. Yeah. Dave, what's your thoughts? I, I, I understand why he's upset about a lot of the things that are said in there. And it, it does create a misnomer about, you know, business ownership, what it really takes. You know, people play the victim a lot. Yeah. They do it a lot. And that is, that is your mindset. You know, when we talk about this in the other episodes, the millionaire mindset. Yeah. Well, this flies in the face of the millionaire mindset. This yeah. is, uh, this is a weak mindset. Very, you know, very okay, weak. so when, when, uh, when, when people write these things down and they use these as excuses, they're weak mentally, and they don't have that millionaire mindset to, I'm gonna grab it by the balls and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna make this happen. Right. Okay. And if you go into business thinking that, which I think is really one of the reasons that you know Mitch gets fired up about this is because, um. I almost lost my train of thought there. He gets fired up because that is weak mindset. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And you've just, you're not prepared. You don't know what's going on. You're not ready. And you use those excuses to not be successful. Right, right. So I've seen a lot of friends share this post. And and when I say friends, they may not be close friends. They may be friends that I'm like Facebook friends or friends on social media. Friend of a friend of a friend. Right. And... We chose to make this episode specifically about this post to help build those people up. Like the people that are sharing this post are at a moment of weakness and you shouldn't be right. The The, the whole core of this post is it's some half assed excuse for you not living up to people's expectations and you just need to do better about putting some systems and processes in place to fix all of that. Um, the post references, you know, you know what it references that business ownership is, is causes anxiety and stress. Well, to me, you know what causes anxiety and stress? It's putting in all that effort for somebody else when you should be putting all of that effort in for yourself on your own business. Um, you know what drains you mentally? Like the post references, business ownership drains you mentally. It's endlessly working for somebody else who forgets all you've done for them over the years and only seems to remember all you've done for them lately. Like that is mentally draining. That is anxiety and stress. Business ownership is freedom. And, and if you can't see that, then maybe business ownership isn't for you. You know, we talked about in some of the other episodes about gut check moments. Right. And having those gut check moments leading up to starting the business. Okay. And that's why preparation is so important. So, you know, go back and listen to the first nine episodes. We talk about that in order. Mm -hmm. These steps. This is how you prepare. If you do the first three beginning steps and those are gut check moments for you and you realize, you know what? My anxiety level right now is so high and my stress level right now is so high. It's only going to get worse from there. Yeah. And we talk about this in those episodes. Business ownership may not be for you. Correct. And it's okay. Yeah. All right. You can make a lot of money working for somebody else yeah. and lots of people and, and people go through phases in their lives where, um, Starting their own, like in your 20s, you start your own business, you are on fire, mm -hmm. you know, and then you get older and your mindset kind of changes. You know, maybe, maybe you sell that business, close that business down, like Megan said in that, uh, on one of our guest shows, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you go back to working for somebody because you've, you've changed, right. you know what I mean? Right. But you need to use those gut check moments before you dive in and, and make those experiences happen. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. What no, I'm it, it totally makes sense. And and I think anybody who's listening to our show that has shared this post needs to do themselves and their family a favor and actually sit back and realize, did I did I share this because I really meant everything that was in this post? Or did I share it because it seemed like a well written excuse for poor performance? Because if it's the latter and it's poor performance, then just fix it. Like Everyone's allowed to perform poorly from time to time. We all do it. The difference is champions identify that and they fix it and they put a plan in place to where that doesn't happen again and they don't perform poorly in that area again. So I'm not 
I'm not chastising anybody who's posted this, but I am chastising people who have posted this and actually meant it because you just shouldn't be in business. If, if, if business ownership is that anxiety and stress ridden, you shouldn't be there. Yeah. It's, it's just that simple. You should be working for somebody else and letting somebody else handle all that anxiety and stress. Mm-hmm. Business ownership should be freedom. Business ownership should be uh, the, the ability to be in control of your future rather than feeling like your future is controlled by somebody else. Yeah, and, you know, life is like that. And, yeah. And Mitch isn't saying that, okay, so every day if I own my business, I should go in and it should just be happy-go-lucky fun. No. Oh, hell no. There are going to be stressful days, and there yeah. are going to be anxiety-filled days. But you know what? That's real life. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's real life. If it's if the if your stress and your anxiety levels are higher than your what happens in regular day-to-day life, then that's a warning sign. Yeah. Okay, cuz you're going to you're going to wake up one day and your kid's going to be sick. Yeah. And you're going to have to call into work or move you know what I mean? That creates anxiety. Yeah. And some stress. Yeah. That's just real life. Whether you have to Get call into your it. physical boss or whether you have to call your list of customers that day and reschedule them because of your kid's sick, it's the same anxiety. It's just different. Yeah. Now that doesn't Don't mean use it as an excuse. Right. Is the real point. Exactly. Exactly. The, one of the things the post references is that people are going to talk about you. Well <laughs> haters gonna hate. Right. Uh <laughs> give them something to freaking talk about. Like, do so much good in your community that they will talk about you. Make such an impact that they can't not talk about you. Be undeniable with your impact. You know, I've never seen more shit talking than when I was working for somebody else and, and like, all the people that gather around the water cooler and start chit-chatting and clucking. Like, that is some of the worst talking ever, and that's working for somebody else. When you're working for yourself, there is no talking about you. And if they are talking about you, it's it's one of two things. Either they want to be like you, or you're making such an impact in the community, they can't figure out why. So they're not hating on you. It's just they're talking about you because you're doing better than them. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah, and it, I'll just read the first line. You know, people will talk about you, compare you to others, use you. Well, that first line, people will talk about you. Whether you're good or bad, people are going to talk about you. Yeah. Whether you're at your job, whether you are a school teacher, whether you are a toll taker, it doesn't matter. That's a business. That's not a business ownership. That's a life thing. thing. That's a life thing. That's exactly. a life thing. Exactly. And that's what gets back to don't use regular life stuff to be an excuse. Yep. For you to half-ass it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, that's that's just, like saying I can't hack it as a teacher because people are talking about me. They're going to talk about you. They're going to talk about you're you. You're looking at their kids. Right. You have their kids in your classroom. Right. Oh, well, these parents, they just, well, no shit. Right. They, they're they their kids. If they're talking about you, it's because they have a good level of expectation for you. Yeah. Like, that's good. Yeah, and that's businesses the same way. Right, right. The, the, the post- and there are, now let's, let me finish this a little bit, but there are people that are just going to hate. Okay, because it, there is a mentality now, especially in the social media bullshit world, as I call it, people hate, okay? And, and people love to hate success. They love to hate failure. They love to hate on everything. And the best way to deal with those people is don't even freaking think about it. No. Don't care what they're thinking. And, and I'm not even... You know, so, don't let them deter you. They're just hating. So the listeners of our podcast, I don't think they even have haters. You, you take some high-level professionals... And there's enough jealousy out there in the world that they probably have haters, yeah, right? Yeah. So, like, uh, one that's popping into my head right now is Joel Olstein, right? People love to hate on that guy because it's, like, the popular thing to do. Well, you, Is he the pastor in Texas? Yeah, yeah, he's that big, big me- megachurch okay, pastor, yeah. right? So, like, there are aspects of his life that make it kind of easy to go, eh, I don't know if I'd do that, right? However... The guy's done more good than anybody out there hating on him, for sure. Yeah. So that, that's just a it's just a, a thing that comes with mega success is you're gonna have some people who disagree with how you did it. But I, I'll be one of the only ones out there to say that I think haters are fake. I think people make up haters because that's their way <laughs> of bringing into life. That's so bullshit. No, no, seriously. I think that's that's, that's people bringing into life the 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 
uh, inadequacies they feel about themselves. Get them down. So if I if I feel like I'm inadequate in an area, well then I'm going to make up a hater that that chastises me in that area because it gives me a reason to talk about my inadequacies in that area. We're we're talking. Our listeners are at a level where there shouldn't be haters, right? Yeah. Like. Haters, like uh, there so, are haters. I'm going to give you a great example of an <laughs> there, actual. There hater. are, but not at the level our listeners are at. Is as I guess what I'm getting at. You're probably true. So I, I have a great example of haters. So we, I used to, I've played in a few bands. Okay, mm-hmm. so we go to this club. You know, I won't even say who, where it was. Um, it was in Westport. So we, we go down there and we're playing a little showcase. And there was three bands, and they had, uh, they actually had burlesque dancers that danced like you know why we played and stuff. Well, so the bass player's uh, parents were there. And at the end of the show, you know, she comes up to Mark and is like, oh, these this couple that was sitting at the table next to us were like, oh, they this band sounds like Creed and this, you know, and this. And they were talking all this smack, you know, and everything. And he was all upset. And I was like, dude, who cares? Right. You know, I was like, who cares? First off, we don't sound like Creed. We right, right, we right, right, right. But anyways, but later I find out I know this guy. And who the couple, because I saw him leave, you know, no big deal. I don't care. That stuff doesn't bother me. Come to find out later, uh, he was the lead singer of a band that I saw perform, like, this is like two months later. Right. And they were awful. Right, right, right. Well, so, hate, I, I mean, his was obviously coming from jealousy. Right. Well, you know, at the, right. it was obviously right. jealousy. And, 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 and people, they hate when they're jealous, when they're... Um, what's another good example of why people are like that? Well, so I I think I feel like a lot of that is the core jealousy and enviness. Yeah, right. Core. Well, it can be, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna borrow some lines from Andy Frisella because he does a really good job of explaining haters. Um, he he does a very good job of distinguishing between haters and critics. Okay, just because somebody criticizes your work does not make them a hater. No, of course not. A hater is somebody who is going out of their way to actively and maliciously hurt your business in one way or another. So just because somebody says something bad about you, like let's say you run a restaurant and somebody comes in and they were like, oh, I didn't like their creme brulee or I didn't like their omelet. That's not a hater. That's criticism. Yeah. It's totally different, well, right? It so if you're in a band though, right? and they say, oh, you sound like Creed, that's not a hater. That's criticism. We have to look at intentions, though, right? Like, Well, no, they didn't come up to us. They were just... I know, I know. They were just you like, know, saying... You would only say that to your friends and stuff. Right. Like in a small group. Right. Uh, a hater... Right. You know a hater I mean? is yeah. somebody who is going out and doing things to actively hurt your business. So uh, it may be going out outside of your circles and spreading rumors that would cost you ticket sales if you're a band or it would be like doing things to like affect your equipment so you didn't what's sound the definition good. of hater well, there there really isn't one well that's right? what i mean so but that's just andy's definition of hater it's, it's right. his definition but it's a very real definition that you need to adopt if you think you have haters because you need to be able to differentiate between a critic and a hater critics are actually good Critics cause you to pause and verify for yourself, are they right? Does my product need improvement? Or do they just have a differing opinion? But well, I know certain right? people that'll criticize like a movie or something just because there's too much hype around that movie. They're like, oh, I want to go the other way because everyone's going that way. Well, and when, when, I think of small, when I think of small business on here and in this setting when you know it says people will talk about you and I bring up haters. So... Like, if you know someone's talking about you, obviously you do, or you didn't put it in this post. Right, 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 right. Okay, right. and then that person that was talking about you says to three friends, uh, say these three friends don't know you mm-hmm. over here, mm-hmm. and this person says to them, oh, yeah, I wouldn't do that. Right. He, he or she's stupid, this or that. Mm-hmm. Well, if that costs you three sales, that is malicious. Yeah. Right. And that yeah. is co- that is hurting your right. business. Right. right. Okay. So, uh, so uh, even though it is a small thing, it, it's, it's it a lot less significant than what people think it is. Right. People, people. Well, that's like, okay. So that's like the community involvement work where you, 
um, you do one nice thing for somebody and that person tells three. Right. And then that per each right. one of those person tells three. Right. It works the other way. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That hater tells three people. And those company. three people tell three more people because, th- and they don't even have the knowledge right. of what is actually going on. Yep. It's the same thing. It is. It is. So like, uh, we recently had it. fired up. Well, we recently <laughs> had a guest. Haters, man. We recently had a guest on this show hasn't aired yet. Um, but, uh, Shannon, who has a hair salon, um, she was talking about another salon in town that was doing things that with malicious intent to hurt her business. Right. Well, I had never even heard of this salon until she was mentioning on the podcast. I'm friends with Shannon and I've never even heard of this other salon, but you know what I have heard of all of Shannon's contributions to the community and, and her salon's Mm -hmm. contributions. So like, I, I guess well, that gets back to don't let it eat you up. Right. Right. You know, exactly. that gets to, to tie a bow on that. It That gets back to don't let it eat you up. Just be better. Yeah. Do better and, yeah. and analyze. And are they, don't are they a critic? And it, it, like, is, is you don't even have to do that. If you don't want to sit down and think about it and do all that, just move on. Yeah. Okay. Well, there, don't let some, that stuff bother you. There's some good, it, like being able to understand if they're criticizing your work and then, like you don't have to take it personally, but you can still analyze it and say, okay, they said this about my product, whatever your product is, if it's food or if it's service or whatever, they said this about my product. Is it true or is it not? Do I have room to improve or do I not? And then you can analyze that for yourself and then move on. Like you don't have to let their opinion weigh on you, but you can treat it as an opportunity to say, here's somebody who thinks differently about my product. Should I think differently as well or not and, yeah. and then just leave it at that basic level and then move on the point i wanted to get across with that is that's not a hater that's somebody who's just got a differing opinion that it's well, not you, a hater what you're saying is you have to differentiate between the two yes that's the core of what you're trying to say right right so, you know, like i i don't have <laughs> like to my knowledge i don't have anybody that even has much of a differing opinion about like our company but well, I talk shit about you all the time. Well, you're different. It's your friend. But <laughs> but like it, you know, I'm I'm in my mind. I'm thinking, okay, a hater is going to be like a competitor that is like doing things to hurt our business. Maybe they're they're doing things to our vehicles to like limit our ability to do work, or they're doing things to our shop. I wouldn't to, even call that's not a hater. That's a fucking criminal. It, well, totally. What about it, the people? It, that, it absolutely is right. Yeah, you're um, taking it a little. That's. I, there are I see what you're saying. There's critics, there's haters, there's criminals. Now you're getting now we're going criminal we're going off the deep. What you about the people when you first start a company, right? And they're like, I don't think you're gonna be able to do that. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't profit on the doubt, right? Would you well, consider right, that hate da- as well? No, or? that's just a doubter. That's all that is. They're not necessarily hating on you. Critic, doubter, hater, <laughs> vandal. Well I'm just trying to get the scale right. That's see, all. But, I'm but working see, on the that's, scale, that's right? where we're at. Like there's so much other things other than hater. Yeah. Right. So that's the whole point. The whole point of breaking all that down is it doesn't matter what it is. Identify it. it. Either use it or get past it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Okay. Either use, use it, it or to get your past benefit it. or forget about it. And that was the whole point of us going into all those stupid tangents about this and that and that. Right. It's to break it down into those two things. Right. Either learn to use it or just fucking move on. Right. And if you have to get rid of, if it's someone close to you and you've got to cut them out of your life, do it. Yeah. Well, they're not, I mean, they're not paying you any money. So why are they taking up rent space in your head? Yeah. They're literally taking time out of your day just to make you think about them. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Living rent free right there. Right. Um, the, the post also references family and friends expecting discounts. Uh, guess what? They're not your friends if they expect discounts. Hmm. That's not a them problem either. That's a you problem. You need to get new friends if they're expecting discounts uh, or or if your friends think you owe them a discount. Uh, They're paying full price for all their other luxuries in life. They should be happy to pay full price or even more to support their friend. And so if they're not in support of their friend, get new friends. Yeah. It's that simple. That's, yeah. that's real. It is absolutely that simple. I have a great example. When I first started out, <clears throat> a friend of ours, Tom, you used to work with him at yep, 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 Bells. Yep, yep. I don't want to say his last name just because I don't know no, if that's fine. cool that's with fine. it. No, that's fine. That's fine. Anyways, he calls me one day, and his gas valve's out in his furnace. Right. And he says, hey, man, I can't get this. It's a weird deal. Well, it was a Honeywell smart valve, and they're a bitch to get sometimes. 
And uh, he said, could you get it for me? I said, well, yeah, sure, man. I said, give me the number. So I call the distributor. I go up there. I get it. I call him. I say, hey, I got it. Are you home? You know, I said, I'll, I'll come by and throw it in real quick. Right. And and me being new in business, you know, not having a lot of savvy, I was just going to go over and throw it in there for free. Right. He didn't ask me to. Right. He didn't expect anything, you know. So I get there and I got it and I go downstairs and he's like, no, dude, I, I got it. I just wanted you to get me the valve. And he's a pretty handy guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's, he's very like, handy. Yeah. He says, no, 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 I got it. He's like, no, really, I got it. He said, how much is the valve? And I was like, I think it was like 260 bucks. Well, I he wrote me a check for like three fifty, right? And he gives it to me. He's like, "That's just you know for your time." I was like, "Dude, two sixty is fine." No, seriously. He's like, "No, seriously, you went and got it for me." Yeah, thank you. That's a friend. That's a friend. Right? Who, who you know, I got him the valve. <clears throat> I didn't expect anything. Yep. And he wanted to help me in my business. Yep. And I didn't have to put it in. Right. You know, I mean, that's good friends and good family are going to do those things for you. Are they right. going right. to pay you extra? <clears throat> no, but they're never going to expect they're not going to take advantage of you. Right. Right. So like I look at it like I'm going to anytime I'm doing work with family or friends, I quote them full price. And then I will usually by choice when the work is done, I'll usually slide them a discount, not because I feel like I owe them that, but just because they are my friend and I appreciate their their friendship, right? So I will usually do that like on like on purpose. Yeah. Um now, however, if, if I have a friend come to me and they ask me, hey, what's this going to cost? And I give them that full price thing and they already start haggling with me. I just kind of lock up and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's what it costs. And let me know if you want to do it. Yeah. And, and I just kind of let it go with that. Yeah. And, and it just is what it is. Yeah. Because if they're going to haggle with me there, then that, that sets the tone for the friendship, right? Right. So if, if you really have friends asking for a discount, let me give you some, some ammo that you can you can put to that and and nip that in the bud real fast and it's going right. to make your friend feel like shit which they should if they're right. asking Absolutely. you for a discount. Absolutely. You just simply tell them, "Look, I thought we were better friends than that. My prices are set so that I can make a living and and if if you were the the friend that I thought you were, you should enjoy paying that price so that you can participate in your friend's success." But if you really want a discount, then it might be better for you to shop around. If you tell your friend that, they are for one, they're going to feel like an asshat. They may not. They may feel entitled. Like, well, and if they do, then you, know you just learned a hell is. of a lot about a person that you thought was a friend, right? That's true. You just learned that okay, Dave. They if, don't want to see me successful over, if in you life. You need some plumbing done, right? And Mitch, well, Dave will do his own plumbing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But if you need it, hypothetically, if you need it, if you need it. Oh yeah. So if, so say, say I had a clogged drain and mm-hmm. I called Mitch and I said, dude, bring your auger machine over here. I cannot do this. And he sent me a bill. I would not be upset, upset about it. Right. Yeah. I'd, right. I'd pay the bill. Now, because I've known Dave for so long and everything. He'd like, probably bring the machine over and go, here, here you go, dude, fire it up. Yeah, right, 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 probably, right, right, right. Yeah. I'd probably hand it to him right. and say that machine costs three beers an hour. Yeah. We're different <laughs> friends than, I mean, we're talking more. We're, sure we're talking those this, perimeter friends that all of a sudden yeah. come out of the word work when they realize you opened your business. Right. Yeah. Right. Or, yeah. Let's say you opened yeah. a painting business and they're like, oh, I've always wanted my house painted. Let me reach out to the guy that I haven't Such talked said, to yeah. since high school. Yeah. For yeah. Two, hey, for aren't we good years. friends? Yeah. For yeah. three years. Right. Yeah. Or, or I love the classic, you know, I can get you so much work. If you just cut me a deal on this one, like, yeah. really? Yeah. If I cut, if I lose money on this Why one, you'll give me the opportunity to lose money on, on more jobs. Right. Why weren't exactly. you? Fun- if you were so excited about it, why weren't you funneling me work before this? Before, right, me. right, right. You know what I mean? So that, and, and that, to be all honest, that does not happen. At least for me, it does not happen near as often as it's it's fabled to happen. That 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 gets tossed around a lot, yeah. but it doesn't really happen that no. much. No. So. Um, that's why we use our, our trip charge for that. Right. Um, yeah, that, that trip charge helps nip those people right out of the way. Yeah. We got to charge you a hundred dollars to come out. Right. Or right. whatever it is. I don't know what your trip charge is. The, the rest of this post talks about, uh, the crazy, hectic, busy portions of running a business that can exhaust you. Well, if that's the case, go back and listen to episodes four, five, and six, where we talk about how to put systems and processes in place that eliminate that craziness. That is the whole purpose of episode four, five, and six, is so you have like written systems and written processes in place so that your life 
isn't all that crazy. And I get that there are busy times that sometimes put a surge or a strain on those processes, but the way that you need to look at that is that is the time where you're putting your systems to the test. And if your systems fail when that surge comes in, you got a little work to do. You can improve that system. If the system can't handle the surge, tweak it, yeah, modify it, make adjustment and improve. And that's being unprepared. Yeah. You know what I mean? And listen, we're underprepared all day. Like all the time, we're often underprepared, but it's it's the ability to adapt and overcome that. Yeah, and I'm not saying, so like, and we've talked about this before when I started my first business, I, w- I had no idea what I was doing. Right. Okay, and that's why we have this show. We're, if you're prepared before you start the business, it takes out a lot of that guesswork, hectic time, run around like a chicken with your head cut off. Yeah. Because you have done the pre-work before the work really started rolling in. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And if you're prepared in, in those senses, then you have a, a much better grasp of the task at hand to say, you know, when you're going through your day-to-day routine. Right, right. So like a, a real-life example of where we weren't, I, I don't want to even say we, I wasn't prepared and I wasn't adhering to the system and process we have in place in our company. There are times where people will reach out to me directly to try to schedule a plumbing visit, right? It may be a friend. It may be a Facebook friend. It may be uh, an acquaintance, right? Somebody that I don't know all that well. But they'll message me directly and say, hey, I've got a plumbing issue. Can I get on your schedule, right? Well, for the first six or eight months of business, I was just doing it. Yeah, I'll, I'll find time. I'll get it on the schedule. And I was just doing it, right? Well, we dropped the ball on like two or three of those. I promised, I looked ahead in the schedule. I saw an opening. I promised this person a time. Didn't get it on the schedule. It's, it's so our system, it's a little bit diff. I don't want to say it's difficult. It's like two steps harder to book a service call from the field than it is from the computer. And so I like made a note and then I didn't get it booked. And by the time I went to get it booked, my wife, who handles all of our other normal calls coming in, she had already filled the slot. And so now we're like double booked, right? Well, my wife, God bless her, she called me out on it. And she says, you know, Mitch, hey, we, jackass. we have a system in place for scheduling calls. <laughs> so from now on, you she, she tells me that she took away my scheduling privileges. She says, you are no longer allowed to schedule to, service they calls. They have to call. If if somebody reaches out to you and says, we need to schedule service, you need to tell them to come in on the, the two or three channels that we have to schedule a service call and, and go through Danielle. Yeah. She has to run my and, – and it's and, – you know, at the moment, it's kind of like uh, that kind of sucks. But, it, but in all reality, it's the right way to do it. Like, Mitch is a bit of a control freak. That's we, why it freaked him out. Well, we I have guarantee. A, he, I was like, oh, fuck. It's it really what it is, is it almost makes you feel fake for a second. Like, like that's your that's your acquaintance. That's somebody like you should they, they view your business as small enough that they well, should be able to reach out to you and schedule something. It makes you feel like you're brushing them off and you're not brushing them <laughs> exactly, off. Exactly. Exactly. So like. It's it's still even to this day. I'll tell them, yeah, oh, we'd love to handle that for you. Can you do me a favor and call our main phone number and schedule that with Danielle? And and I even like it. I feel bad enough when I because I feel like I'm brushing them off. I feel bad enough when I do that that I tell them like flat out. I'm like Danielle took away my scheduling privileges because I'm so busy in the field. I was dropping a few calls, and and they're like, ha ha ha, no problems. I'll call Danielle. Yeah. Right. So no one cares. No, they don't really care. I care because it make like it's highlighting an inadequacy of mine. It's yeah. highlighting an area where I don't do a, a good enough job delegating. Yeah. So um, somebody was being lazy. Yeah, I mean, it's, somebody was being lazy. It's it's being lazy while being overworked at the same time, right? Like I'm too yeah. overworked to book it, but I'm being, how long? I mean, how long does it take to book that? If you pulled over and just did it real quick? Yeah, like four minutes. Yeah, that's, it, that's lazy. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't take too long. Dude, we all have we so, all have issues. And, and, I mean, I'm not. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. You like I would be driving and it would come in on the Bluetooth. Yeah, on you got to stop and just the, pull over and do it. And and I would be on like if I'm if I'm on city streets, it's no big deal. I just pull into a parking lot. Yeah. But if I'm on the highway and the next exit's not for five miles, well, if you wrote it on a little note and then you got off at your next job, the first right. thing you should have done was write that in there. Right. But but again, 
even that's don't give me your excuses well no even that's <laughs> deviating from our process right we yeah. have a process calls come in through three different channels only that's it and and we handle those through the office side you know field people don't book calls it's just that simple so um that those are all things that like here we're just giving you a very real life example of you know here's how we here's how our business handles not returning a phone call or not booking a call or dropping the ball right we had to make a decision we had to modify we had to make adjustments and improve and we put a plan in place to fix it. I didn't go to Facebook and whine and gripe and play the victim that I forgot to call three people back this week. I put a plan yeah, in place. Or that in I my, double booked. Uh, right. Whine that you double booked. Right. I, I put a plan in place and I fixed it so it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Going to Facebook and whining and griping about all this crap doesn't fix anything. No. It literally just tells everybody who's friends with you that sometimes I suck and I'm not going to have an excuse for it other than this post. So if you're not okay with that, then maybe you shouldn't do business with me. That's, that's literally all yeah. I hear when I read that. Yeah. So in 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 our in our pre-show talk, <laughs> it makes me laugh. In our pre-show talk, Dave was hitting on something really really good, and and that is in the era of the pandemic and the era of COVID. COVID has become the ultimate excuse for sucking ass at what you do. Well, and that's the so the last paragraph of that. I'll read it again. Here's a small reminder that we are just normal people with hectic lives. Be kind, be patient, support small businesses, and hopefully more of us will stick around. And that's what I brought up that I just hated that. That is what's killing the service industry. That's what's killing. And when I say service industry, I mean our industries, uh, restaurant industries. It's killing everything because it has caused a sense of complacency. And, and posts like this, you know, make people sit at a restaurant for an hour and a half to get service because someone comes out it's like, oh, well, COVID, oh, well, we don't have the, you know, oh, this. And it has permeated yeah. everything. And, and things like this are the root cause of that. Yeah. And it freaking drives me insane. Right. Now, is COVID affecting things? Of Absolutely. Course. But course should it, it affect the quality of service you deliver? Never. Never, ever should it affect that, right? Can I, can I handle the fact that maybe a product is going to take longer to get in. No, there's nothing I can do for that, but I'm not going to blame it on COVID. I'm going to use the same process I always did. I'm going to check on the price and availability. I'm going to get back with the customer on the price and the availability. I'm not going to throw in the ultimate excuse of COVID, right? If if it used to take three days to get in and now it's going to take six, the customer doesn't know any different. So I'm just going to tell them, it, you're looking at six days and you're looking at 300 bucks. Yeah. And or, we're not, whatever the, whatever the and price we're is. We're not just talking about COVID. You know, every, so people have taken the COVID or they've taken the supply chain issues or whatever and they've run with it. Yeah. You know, they've run with it and they were just like, no, this is what this is. And, and it has just, it has just given all, all of the, man, I, this is going to get me in trouble. All of the weak minded yeah. no, people no, out there. It's true. That freaking don't want to hustle. Yeah. And and when I say hustle, I don't mean like hustle right. someone. Hurry. But they don't want to hurry and get the job and get the work and make customers happy. Right. They just want to use the excuse to buy more time. Yeah. So that they can be on Facebook or they can play freaking video games yeah. or they can, you know, whatever the hell they're doing. So in our business, we spend about $8,000 a week in material. Okay. Like, and we're unique. It's not even that much. It's, it's, well, we're still small, but, in we're unique in the fact that we pay our material bill weekly. A lot of businesses will pay it monthly, right? Well, I look at it like the customers have already paid me for the job. I want to pay you for the material. I don't want to run on these net 30 or net 60 terms for my material bill. So we pay it weekly. Well, we noticed something happening here recently with our material supplier, and they were often out of stock of stuff. And so I had to call up our, our, my sales rep and, and the manager of the branch that we shop at, and I had to get on to them. And, and they said, well, and they tried giving me that bullshit excuse of, well, because of COVID, things are hard to get in. And I said, I don't accept that. And that's, that's not a smart move for you to, to play there. I, I respect you enough as a business that I expect you should have these in stock. And, and 
I said, the reason I know COVID is not the responsible factor here is because I can literally go down the street to your competitor and they have seven of them in stock. And you guys have been out of stock for two months. Yeah. So don't tell me COVID. Salesmen can be pretty lazy. Right, right. So don't tell me like the vendor or the supplier is having a hard time getting them to you because the the competitor down the street is buying from the same supplier and he's got them in stock at all times. Yeah. Again, this is my material supplier trying to use COVID as an excuse for their inadequacy and their poor stocking levels. Well, I had an upfront conversation with them. It was a difficult conversation. But now, all of a sudden, their stocking levels are back into where they need to be. Because I and and I never I never like to use leverage, but I told them flat out, I'm like, you guys are a little bit more expensive than everyone else in town. But the reason I shop with you is because you always have it in stock. I can drive here knowing you'll have it, and then I can leave, and I'm not driving all over town chasing parts because time is money. So I'm okay paying you a little bit more because you always have it in stock. Well, the moment you don't have it in stock. All of a sudden, your competitive advantage with me just went out the window. And when you blame it on COVID, I don't believe it. Yeah. So this freaking, this complacency that has started to set in is yeah. just, it, it, it drives me insane. Yeah. It, yeah. It literally drives me insane. It, it's, it's tough to, in, in the moment, like after hearing this show, you're going to start seeing it. You're going to, if you haven't recognized it already, you're going to start recognizing it everywhere. And it's good. Use it as fuel for your business on how you won't be complacent. Like our trucks have 2,000 pieces of material on them. That's so that we can serve our customers without having to use the excuse of COVID, right? Yeah. We can always take care of our customers without having to go to a supply shop, unless it's some special order thing. But 98% of the jobs we do, we can handle on the truck. So, that's, I mean, we put plans in place to circumvent that. And and anybody listening to this show should be doing the same thing for their business. Yeah. So let's talk about this other, I highlighted a few on here, this standing up, <clears throat> starting up and running a successful business puts incredible strain on personal lives and relationships. Of course it does. Yeah. Okay. But this gets back to, you need to be prepared. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Listen, regular work life puts stress on relationships. Yeah. Okay. It just, it's what happens. Yeah. It's regular life. Don't let that be an excuse for being, I mean, it's like being prepared is an excuse, being unprepared. Don't be unprepared. Yeah. Like, okay. Life Sit is down. stressful. If you're going to start a business, okay, say you're a woman, you're going to start just like Megan. She's, a yoga instructor. Mm-hmm. You think she just started it? No. She talked to her husband first. Right. Okay. Sit down and say, okay, this is what I think is going to happen. I've, I have prepared myself. I have prepared the business. Or I think my times are going to be these. Mm-hmm. How can we deal with those? And if you're prepared, I'm just like beating a horse to death over here. If you're prepared, those strains are not going to be as bad. Right. Okay. And don't just don't use it as an excuse. Right. If you have problems in your relationship already, don't let the business be the excuse, you know, for why you break up or why you don't talk to your best friend anymore. Okay. There were probably issues before that. Right. Okay. So don't use it as an excuse. Right. That drives me insane too. Yeah. When people just, oh, I can't, I guess I got to cut somebody off because my business life is just so hard. Come on. Right. Come on. Address the problem for what it is. And it may be a couple of problems. Maybe you need to square up your business life, but maybe you also need to square up your friendship. Yeah. And they're not connected either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, be, that's, that's being emotionally lazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> the, uh, you had some other points, too, that you wanted to hit on. Yeah, I do. Um, so the paragraph under that, you know, I wrote, um, I underlined, it takes a toll it's freaking exhausting, especially the past couple of years when so much has been out of our control. You want to know what's freaking exhausting? I'm just going to give everyone an example of me and my wife. So this this week, okay, I'm helping a friend out, okay? So I get up, I've been getting up at 5.30. What is today? Today's Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this all week, Yep. this week. Get up at 5.30, show up there at 6.30, Okay, work till 3.30, try to be home by 4 is my goal. Right. 
my wife has been getting up at five. Okay. She gets on her laptop and she's working, doing mm-hmm. emails and stuff. Okay. She's getting Layla up, our daughter, mm-hmm. getting her on the bus. And then Janine's going to work. Right. Okay. Then Layla gets off the bus. Layla has soccer three nights a week. Okay. Last night was till 830. Okay. Tonight she's off. Wednesday she has soccer. Thursday she has soccer. We are going to, and then Janine didn't get home tonight until uh, about 530. Right. Monday night, last night, she got home after us. Right. From soccer. We got home, it was like 820. No. Yeah, 820. I said 830. It was about 820 when we got home. She got home like 845. Right. Okay, we're all still, we have to, you know, down from the day, eat, do that, go to bed. That's exhausting. And that has nothing to do with business ownership. And that has nothing to do with business ownership this week. Right. I'm, I'm helping a guy out, yeah. okay, that I've been friends with forever. Yes, I will help you all freaking week this week. Yeah. Okay. That's just real life. Yeah. Don't don't tell me that other people's that don't own businesses, you know, I'm just using this as an example for, because I know people, we have one kid. People yeah. do this that have three. Yeah. You know, and they in, all in play three sports. And they all play sports and they go to school and half of them go to, you know, some of them go to private school and they're moving these and both parents work. <laughs> it's all exhausting. Yeah. Do not use that as another freaking excuse for why you suck at your business. For why you suck at your business, your job, anything. Yeah. Okay, this whole this whole I had to work 60 hours. What would he freaking do? Right. Get over it. You got a job. Yeah. Be grateful you got Be a job. Be thankful you have a job with record high unemployment in yeah. the recent years. Be grateful you own your business and instead of working 80 hours a week right. for somebody else yeah. and making half the money, yeah. you're working 80 hours for yourself and making double the money. Right. Hello? So, so over the last few years when we started ours, one of the things that I kept thinking was, okay, you, you would follow the media and you would hear all these timely things about like, oh, businesses may be forced to require this or businesses may be forced to mandate this of their employees. And, and whatever those requirements or mandates were, I was so thankful that I owned a business because I don't have to require that. I don't have to force that. I can make the choices. I can do what I want to do. I can do what's best for my family. That's freedom of yeah. owning a business, right? Yeah. Stress and anxiety is not knowing what your business or your employer may require or mandate. You know, freedom freedom is being able to choose that. Stress and anxiety is thinking, man, if my employer makes a requirement that I don't agree with, I may lose my job. That's stress. Yeah. How do you relieve that stress? You start your own company and you can make your own rules. Yeah. So and you can do the workarounds that other companies aren't willing to do because it takes too much money or too much time or too. And we and and listen, we talk, we're talking about small business here. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. When yeah. you're a small business, there's a lot of workarounds. There's a you lot got, of workarounds. You got to get creative. You got to do certain things. You know, but there are ways to get past the red tape and the bullshit. Yeah. You know that we're all used to. So do, let, back to what I've said seventeen times. Don't make. Don't use it as an excuse. Yeah. To not be successful and to and to and to let your service suck. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, the people that are sharing this post are the same people that would win the lottery, but then spend more time bitching about the taxes they have to pay on the winnings rather than enjoying the winnings or, or spend it all and then be broke. And And then then bitch about the lottery ruined my life. Yeah. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. I'll take the check. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Give it to me. You know what? If the lottery's so bad, next time you win, just give me the check. And, and I'll suffer for you. Right. It's the right. same thing. That's 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 the mentality that this post is coming from. And and if I have people that I'm friends with on Facebook that have shared this post, don't take it personally. Take it as me challenging you to level up. Take it as me challenging you to analyze why you posted this and and make the decision that that okay, do I really feel this way or was this really just kind of an excuse for underperforming? And listen, not everybody that shared it. I'm, I, look, there are days when you get home and you're smoked. Mitch was yeah. smoked today when I got I over was, here. Yeah. I came over here I today needed a minute before. And he was a ball of crybaby crap down there in the chair. Just, yep. I mean, oh, he was wore out. It's one of those days. It's yeah, a, that's a so a if you if you saw that tests. if you saw that and you were wore out and you read it and you were like yeah today yeah today yeah today and you shared it and then now you're thinking yeah 
you know what, maybe they're right about. It. Don't feel right. bad. Just just move on. Yeah. Just to, don't just don't let that burrow a little hole in the back of your brain so yeah. that you can pull it up and use it as excuses later. Right. Right. So like as Dave's pointing out, we had a really tough day at work today in, in our business. When I got here, I was like, boo-hoo. Yeah. Boo-hoo, get over it. Right. <laughs> and and so, like, if I were ever going to share a post like this, today would have been it. But my mentality isn't even on publicly complaining about my day. My mentality is like, okay, we failed in, like, five different ways today, and that was more than I was prepared for, for, like, how to put resolutions in, in place yeah. for five different things. Like... <laughs> I'm all cool putting like coming up with new resolutions every day for like one or two failures a day, but five kind of overloaded me. So, uh, and some of the failures were a little pricey. So that that always sucks too. But, now listen, that's a that that has nothing to do with this, but those happen too. Yeah, and how you handle those happens. Yeah, you're gonna have days when one of your guys screws up and it costs you money. Absolutely. Okay, just accept the fact that that's gonna happen. Prepare for it. Well, I was just gonna say, and you know what? If you're worried about it, set money aside for it. Yeah, yeah. It's called being prepared. We. I mean, you know what? I, I think Boy Scouts has taken a big hit. Like like when I was a kid, everyone was a Boy Scout, at least for a while. It was something to be proud of, right? At least for a while. Because right. you know what the number one thing they taught you was? Preparedness. Be prepared. Always be prepared no matter what. Yeah. I think I, this we're getting into generational other fucking yeah, crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the generations after us, you know, they just, 88 and up, 89 and up, they're just. It's tough. They're just not prepared, man. It's, Yeah. Yeah, the the internet has, has weird side tangents. Cut right. their preparedness a little bit, but but yeah. that's all right. Like like you can still make that choice. You can still choose to be yes. prepared, even yes. though I don't even though society says everyone your age isn't. Yeah, that's totally fine. You can still rise above that. So, um, I do we do we have any more to talk about? I I don't oh. want to cut you short on your no, points. No, you're fine. I don't. I've remember. hit all mine. I think I've got them all. Okay, so. Uh, guys, that that pretty much wraps up today's show. On do you that. feel? Let me ask you: Do you feel better that you vented now? Uh, we'll You're see. You're not as red as when we Great started question, the show. Dave. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. He's, we got to get it all out. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he looks a lot better than me, he did when we let started. Let me say right? this: he does, I'll feel better if people, and they don't even have to like reach out and tell me this. I'll feel better if people, after they hear this episode, they make a change for themselves and they realize I'm not a victim. I'm not a slave to the business that I started. Like, I'm the one in control to fix this. It's a mindset thing. So rather than bitch on social media about all my problems, I'm just going to put plans in place and be more successful Maybe because of it. Maybe take some personal responsibility right. Right. and right. get after it. Right. That's that's the whole purpose of today's show. So He had to get um, that last little... Yep, last little deal. You I got like it. it. You, you put it right on. I like yeah. it. Yeah. So, uh, guys, if you if you liked today's show, if it taught you something, if you learned a new perspective about how you should view posts like this and and taking the victim stance, uh, do us a favor and share this show with somebody else who you feel may also see the benefit from it. Um, also, whatever platform you are listening on, uh, please go through and give us a review on that platform. Uh, whether it's Facebook, Spotify, or YouTube, or I'm sorry, Facebook, uh, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Do you remember what we're on? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, wh- whatever of those three, please go through and give us a review. Those really help us out come up in the search rankings. So um, until next time, guys, we'll see you later and have a good week. Thanks, guys. Love you.